welcome. I'm glad you're here. I made it. Yeah, I'm glad. Good stuff. Hi guys, welcome. Hey everybody. Welcome. Oh my squeaky chair. You gotta love that. Let me pull up the Google Doc on my phone. I just I like rushed to Sunny's room to give her a bottle. I was like, here, please <laughs> take this as a peace offering. <laughs> take the milk. Take the milk. <laughs> Yeah, let me get the Google Doc up. Hey, guys, welcome, welcome. I don't know if you ever invited me to this week's Google Doc, but I was just going to use the... I don't think I did, but I guess you don't really Is there that. a difference? <laughs> nah. No, okay. I didn't really use this one either this week. I just wanted to do it for the announcement. Oh, oh I see what you're asking now. No, I don't think there's a difference. I think it's all the same. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. How is everybody hey. i'm about to look at the youtube live see if oh, there's good. anybody watching it's like what we got brenna and vicky hey mom yay <laughs> all right <laughs> i love how katie's like vicky's here bitches <laughs> she is it's important all right uh well thank you to the lesson foundry for sponsoring today's episode we appreciate yes. we love we thank um this is the two ghouls podcast we're your hosts sam and katie Do-do-do. we need like a theme song like <laughs> bailey sarian my ipad's making noises if you're new here if you're new we are two cousins looking to share some weekly spook so if you are looking for your weekly source of scared shitless, you've come to the right place. If being utterly petrified by fear is your thing, you've come to the right place. If you're returning, hello again, ghoul friend. Hello. Welcome back. We're so glad that you've decided to come back for more disturbingly good content. It sounds like we've got a good relationship going here. We hope that if you're enjoying our content, you'll help us sustain future episodes and financially provide us the um, opportunity to bring you even better content, better guests. We could bring on maybe... I don't know, like someone really cool. Who's someone really cool? Zach Bagans or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zach Bagan or Baggins, Bilbo Baggins <laughs> from fucking Ghost Adventures. <laughs> you can do it. You can support us by becoming like a patron for 99 cent, 4.99 or as much as 9.99. It's not much. You pay for a cup of coffee for more than that. And you could also, this is a fun idea. I don't know if you know this one. <laughs> But you could buy our merch, which I will happily show you that before we get on to what Sam wants to talk about. Yeah. I want to get on our merch shit right now. We got good merch. Katie has really designed some like kick ass merch. I try, man. I try. And people are. Let's see. What am I going to do here? I'm going to bring you to Google Chrome. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Your <laughs> let's screen, take a look girl. at my freaking screen. I'm on <laughs> our group chat let's go to the merch store oh yeah <laughs> there's our group chat sorry <laughs> i'm nervous every week you see me say you guys literally see probably more than you're supposed to every <laughs> oops oops whoops is it big is it or is it like too tiny is nah, it okay? it's perfect it looks good here's some stickers over here oh look at that oh three dollars for a sticker yeah. three bucks for a sticker you could slap it on your laptop and somebody could be like hey what's that and you put it like, on your car yeah put it yes. on your fucking car and be like it's this podcast i listen to you probably don't know about it <laughs> But I watch it every week. <laughs> and we would love you for that. Yes, uh, absolutely. We have the Untrugatillion uh, <laughs> uh, fucking 
t-shirt t-shirts <laughs> uh we got the iconic collection it comes in a sticker a t-shirt a long sleeve tee or a mug um Love it. i think somebody I had the had long just sleeve got... yes and it's so sexy i must say i mm. it's sexy and this is our newest collection it's um a little bit more like minimalistic less like so cute though the um i'm with spoopy collection they're holding hands you see oh i can't show you they're so cute (laughs) but yeah guys if you want to support the show and wear cute merch uh, i think we're gonna come out with some well i i think i'm gonna do some more designs in the near future but this is what we got for now and it would it would help us out tremendously. So I'm going to stop Absolutely. screen sharing because I'm like sweating. You're going to see something you're not supposed to see, even though I have <laughs> That's just <Oops>. my OCD. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, your turn. Uh, disclaimer, we are extremely aware of the fact that we are discussing real life instances with real people. It's something that we're very sensitive to. Uh, I just got a notification to the group chat. And so I got <laughs> distracted. <laughs> It's something that we're very sensitive to. Please understand our commitment to respecting the human beings involved in these stories. If commenting or interacting with an episode or on our social media slander of any kind regarding the people, whether they be anonymous or not, will not be tolerated. Keep your opinions respectful or don't share them at all. It's that simple. If descriptive, supposedly true stories centering around gory real-life topics, paranormal encounters, and or anything surrounding extremely descriptive true narratives involving terror, murder, sexual interactions, mental health, anything violent or potentially cruel in nature, we suggest that you get the fuck out. This podcast is not for you. You have been warned. Yes. <laughs> Beginning <laughs> the show. I'm in such da, a da, da. I don't know why. <laughs> I probably should have brought the pen in here to smoke or something because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just nervous today. <laughs> I know what it is. What what phase is the moon in right now? Hold up, I gotta check because the things because been- I don't know. Because last week, I mean, wasn't it new moon last week? It was new moon literally like two days ago. That it's no fucking wonder I've been such an emotional fucking mess. Yeah. New beginnings, though, so that's great. (laughs) Look at this. I have this skeleton. I'm going to show you what he's supposed to look like. I keep looking over at him, but his head fell off. So this is (laughs) oh no. (laughs) This is actually just me (laughs) (laughs) without the head. Yeah, he's he's the head. Yeah, no, I'm the head. You're the body. No, oh, you're the head. I'm the body because you're the brains. together <laughs> i've tried like <laughs> gluing it back on i think but i and now i don't know where the super glue went but oh no oh, it's okay so what phase kind of cute without the head he's sexy Ooh. wow look at that waistline oh my god <laughs> what phase of the moon are we in uh we're in a waxing crescent but i think mean? it's just like residual from the new moon because it's been kind of the same over here I feel like a funk you know I hate that this has to happen every month but I guess it never fails oh yeah no every time I'm like left in my bed just crippled (laughs) and then like with the full moon I always sleep like crap I don't sleep hardly at all or if I do I wake up and my body feels like I got hit by a train I I don't know if people believe in that but oh I do and let me tell you, my mom has been working as an ER nurse for probably 15 years, and she's been a nurse for 
well into her like 30 years and every single full moon never fails. She never comes home on time because she explicitly tells us like every time there's a full moon i know i'm gonna be at work late because we are jam-packed with what they crazy yeah lunatic came from what full moon am i wrong in saying did it really that's what my mom told me that's why they say luna like the oh that makes sense craziness yeah and sure enough she says every full moon people are berserko and i've heard so many nurses say that people that work in like hospitals and stuff i've heard that there's no fucking way that the moon can make waves in the ocean i feel like we're just like sitting here talking about (laughs) but it's fucking true okay you know i mean i feel like if you people are on this side of the internet then you probably already are at least interested in this part of the right there's just no way that the moon can make waves and it has no gravitational pull on us whatsoever when we're like seven on water Right. There's no freaking way. That's why like with, um, people who have periods, how your cycles can end up matching up with the lunar cycles. There's no freaking way. That's right. right. I agree. Maybe that's TMI, but it's not TMI. This is two ghouls podcast. We're ghouls. All right. (laughs) TMI is like too much for you guys. You probably should just click. Yeah. Just (laughs) not that. (laughs) We're not. work either <laughs> um anyway do you want to do you want to go first or you want to want me to go first <laughs> do you want me to yeah yeah I you know i did eventually figure out how to save the link to specific comments on subreddits and i did that like after i had found like 12 different stories like and i was just like wow 15 screenshots on your phone I think pretty I, much like <laughs> all you can't i actually it. have all my screenshots on my computer right there i'm like looking at them so don't feel bad <laughs> so okay most of mine are confessions right but i found this one story in a subreddit and i had to save it and i had to read it to you because it's fucking crazy Ooh, and it's it. not necessarily a confession but I have to read this to you. So do you want me to start with that? Or you want me to do like an actual Reddit confession? Let's start with it. I'm no, okay. I'm intrigued. I put it as a must read. Okay. So this is on the ask Reddit subreddit. And the question on ask Reddit is what is the scariest slash creepiest thing that you've seen slash heard? And this is by user sweet dish. And this was posted eight years ago. It says a few years back, I rented an apartment from a friend of mine. He had recently bought it and had it completely renovated. He put it up for sell sale, but couldn't, uh, couldn't find a buyer. So I offered to rent it in the meantime, after moving in, I realized that there was something wrong with the lady next door. She was about 45, but looked much older. She would sit up all night listening to Christian radio shows and talking loudly to someone. I got to the point where I couldn't sleep. So I went over to her place and asked her to keep it down. She opened her door and I got a quick peek. Her walls had crosses painted on them in different colors and words like Jesus and angels scribbled everywhere. The windows were painted black, letting in no light at all. It was damp, yellow stained, 50-year-old carpets, dog shit, and cockroaches everywhere. Oh my god. She had no dog though. 
I asked her to please keep it down. She just looked at me and shut the door. Then she turned up the radio even louder. The next night, I had my girlfriend staying over. I wake up in the middle of the night and I see a shadow of a person next to the bed looking at a sleeping. I think I'm hallucinating as I usually do in the dark when I'm sleepy, but then the shadow starts talking. It's my neighbor and she's holding something in her hand. She broke in during the night and who knows how long that she stood there. You should lock your door at night, she says, and then she walks out. The next morning, I hear someone making strange noises below my bedroom window. It's my neighbor talking to herself again, but in tongues. She has a plastic bag in her hand with her rotting dead dog inside. It's hot as hell outside, and I can smell death from the bag. At this point, I'm scared shitless. She's obviously very insane. I go upstairs and I knock on another person's door and ask what the hell is going on. The guy is just as scared as me. Apparently, she broke in into his apartment one evening as well while he was watching TV with his kids. He got up from the couch to get a snack only to find her behind the couch staring at him holding a power drill. What the fuck? At this stage, I'm basically shitting myself. I call the cops and they know all about her. Apparently she's a violent schizophrenic and she hasn't taken her meds, but they can't force her or enter into her apartment without her permission because she owns it. So the only thing that they can do is get her when she goes outside. So I sit up for the next two days waiting for her to run out of cigarettes. When I hear her leave at two o'clock in the morning to go across the road to the 7-Eleven, I call the cops. They have three cars and a special van over in less than two minutes. They restrain her and throw her in the van and drive off to some institution. And in less than a minute, it's like she was never there. I never saw her again. And I still have nightmares about her looking at me wow. while I sleep. Jesus Christ. Gotta love I had to read you that story. Oh my God. That just reminded me. I used to live in an apartment as well, multiple apartments, but the one I lived in was a college apartment. And I used to work at this ski lift resort or area of my college. We had like a ski resort for some reason. And I worked there and the guy that I worked with told me that he knew where I lived. And I thought, what? excuse me <laughs> I'm like okay oh, and wow. I remember like I don't remember exactly how I appro- approached that conversation but I remember <clears throat> it ended very abruptly and the next day I was sitting in my room and my bed was up against the wall and I can hear someone knocking come to find out later on the guy told me that he was knocking on the wall and did I hear it and I was like, um, what are you talking about? Because I didn't want to just sit there and be like, um, yeah, yeah that was my house. Yeah. Like <laughs> what a fucking creep. He ended up figuring out where I lived because he has seen me come out of my apartment before and he lived in the one next door. So when he <gasps> called me at work, he decided it was a great idea to tell me that he knows where I live and was knocking on my fucking wall. Ooh, I hate I that. To God. I swear to God. Terrifying. God. Yeah. Apartment oh. living is scary. Yeah, you just don't know who these people are. No, and the walls are like paper thin. You might hear something you don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. Ooh, 
So yeah. Oh, that was a that was a fun. Do you one. want me to do another one, or you want to do one? No, no you do one. <laughs> okay. No, you. No, yeah. So, hold on a second. I got, I got many. Okay, here we go. So this is from the subreddit true off my chest like r slash true off my chest and this is by user throwaway 17153538 and the title is my nephew might be a product of rape and possibly my husband's child i know exactly where your mind goes when you read that title but i promise this is a little different a little bit of a different situation i met my husband john around three years ago Not too long after when I was being introduced to the family, I met his brother's fiance, Shelly. John brought me aside right after I initially met her, and he told me he had something to tell me. Shelly and her fiance, Mike, John's brother, had been trying to conceive for a few years with no luck. So one drunken night at a party, my husband was passed out on the couch and woke up Shelly and she woke up and Shelly was raping him. Immediately, he got her off and told his brother. It was a huge shit show. Her thought process was that if she could get pregnant by John, Mike would never know and think that the baby is his. They decided not to report it and to keep it amongst the family. Mike was dead set on leaving her But guess who ended up pregnant shortly after? Shelly. So, of course, Mike wanted a baby more than anything and decided to keep Shelly around for the sake of their little family. Shelly and Mike had been together since they were teenagers. And I could tell even from the first encounter that they had their fair share of relationships, relationship issues. At the end of the day, though, they just wanted what was best for their child. The whole situation around Shelly made me uncomfortable, honestly. I couldn't understand how she could just do that to John and expect everyone to just forgive her and forget. My mother-in-law pushed the forgiveness the most because she wanted her grandson and a happy family. Every event I went to with Shelly there, she always acted odd towards me. Even her and Mike stopped making plans with us and ignored us for months on on end. On a side note, my husband had a son that was just born right when I met him. So I also have a stepson who is about the same age as Mike's son. Shelly has uh, met him maybe five to eight times. We'll get back to that later. Q one night, we get a phone call from Mike. He said that he couldn't take it anymore and he left Shelly. They were on the rocks for years, but he said that he honestly just couldn't get over what she did to John. She took their child and left and was completely surprised that Mike wanted to break up. At first, the breakup was okay, but after a day or two, they agreed on a custody schedule and child support outside of the court and both signed an agreed-upon contract that they wrote. I guess Shelly's friends got into her head and told her that she deserved more. So Shelly retained a lawyer and now refuses to let Mike see his child until a custody order is in place. Mike is obviously completely broken over this. He is legally this child's father, but in our state, he has no custodial rights until after court. He doesn't know when he'll see his son again. He gave him our lawyer's info and he is going for 50-50, but he hasn't heard back much since it's the holidays. 
Mm. Also, that's that's Danny. That's not a ghost. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Katie said that scared the God. shit out of me. I'm like, oh, you got something. <laughs> no, that's I'm Danny. Go, I'm gonna go close my door. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Are you okay, honey? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you trying to be quiet made it even creepier. <laughs> Katie was like, "You've got something behind you." <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. We gave him our lawyer's info, and he is going for fifty-fifty, but hasn't heard back much since it's the holidays. Here's where it gets crazy. Shelly called Mike the other night and says that she wants a paternity test from both guys. If Mike isn't the biological father, she wants to come after John for child support. I honestly don't think that she can legally since Mike already has his ducks in a row and has been his kid's dad since day one. Mike loves his son, regardless of biology. John loves his nephew, but he knows he's Mike's son, no matter the outcome. The only person going to hurt from this is my nephew. The whole family already knows that there's a chance that my nephew is John's, but he's Mike's son. He looks incredibly uh, closer to Mike than John anyways. Mm. On the other end of this fiasco, my stepson, Shelly showed very little interest in my stepson because she was preoccupied with her own son of the same age. She made it clear that she wasn't a fan of his biological mom. My husband and the biological mom of the stepson dated just a couple of weeks before she got pregnant and Shelly didn't really know her well at all. After the breakup, Shelly really has no ties to my stepson or our family anymore. I have no idea why, but she decided to bring my nephew over to the biological moms of the stepson's house to see my stepson. She has been there at least three times a week. It creeps me out. He's not her nephew anymore, and they didn't have a relationship anyways. She stole the Christmas gifts that Mike had bought for him and brought them to the biological mom's house. Bio mom played a lot of crazy games with John in the beginning of the custody arrangement. And I can see those same exact games starting to be played out with Mike now. Anyways, I just have to get that off my chest. If my nephew is biologically my husband's, it's not a huge deal to me. I'm more concerned about my husband's well-being, knowing that his nephew could be a product of his sexual assault and having to remind himself of that every time that he sees him. I'm worried about how my nephew is dealing with all of this and when I'll see him again. How would he feel in a few years if he finds out his uncle is actually his dad? I just honestly hope that it that she changes her mind and drops all of this for the sake of her kids. Yeah. And actually, there's been an edit since I read this and it says, yes, we have an attorney. Yes, rapists can still get custody and go for child support in my state. Yes, I know Shelly sucks. Shelly and Mike were never married. And thanks for the insensitive comments. Oh, mm-hmm. that's rough. But I mean, No, John would it. have never in a million years hooked up willingly with Shelly. Shelly verbally admitted to the rape. Yes, we'll all be getting therapy. Unfortunately, this is just a shitty situation that we have to deal with. That is Damn. so fucked up. That is so crazy. scary. What state that is? No, it doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brenna was asking, like, yeah, because I don't know. I no, don't. it's just that I know that at least here in Virginia, that if you're not married and you have a baby, and then for some reason you petition the court, either party, you petition the court for any sort of um, 
custody. If you're not married, you either have to swear in front of a judge, a yes on the dad, or you have to do paternity test. So it sounds like this woman, she was just like in front of the judge. She was like, well, it could be either of them. It could either be the person that I sexually assaulted or it's this person, which is just terrible. Mm. Awful. Mm. Anyway, Jesus. Well, I'll read one. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a really weird episode. All these. That stories. was a really long one. One of the longer that ones. Sad. That was sad. All right. Yeah, I'll read it. Was I killed my family. <laughs> one night. Damn. About, a decade ago, <laughs> about a decade ago. When I was eight years old. I couldn't sleep at night, so I was just walking around the house looking for some something to do. It was winter, so there was a fire in the fireplace. I started playing with it, throwing stuff into it, watching how it burns, and at one point, a big log rolled out of the fireplace. As a kid, I started to panic. Remember, they were eight years old. I tried to cover it with a blanket, then ran out to the kitchen to get some water And when I came back, the whole living room was already on fire and it was a wooden house that we were living in. I was terrified, ran out of the house and literally within a minute, it was burning like crazy. My older sister, younger brother and mom, who was pregnant at the time, all died in the fire. Oh my God. Night shift. Um, So no one really questioned me. My room had a window and I said I left through that when I saw the fire. The real cause has never been found. My dad was absolutely devastated and a few weeks later shot himself. I found his body myself. I've been living with my grandparents ever since. No one knows what really happened that night. I spent half of my life with therapists. I hate myself. I have severe depression and I've attempted suicide once before. Oh my God. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, As a child, you don't know what to do. And then you're holding this tremendous guilt. I I mean, I would assume that you're worried that you're going to get in trouble and then your dad kills himself. So you lose your siblings and your mom. And then your dad kills himself. And I would finally survive. I don't mean to sound morbid, Me neither. but I, I, would, I would probably kill myself because that, that guilt would not be able to leave me alone. Yeah, period. I don't think that I'd be able to make it. Brenna said the guilt that would eat me alive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to hear another one? I got yeah. One. Three years ago, I attended a local community college while living with my parents, or so they thought. In reality, I hit a moment in my life where I realized I didn't want to go to college anymore after being forced to leave NC State University due to my money falling through. I sat at home, slept all day, and played on my computer with friends into all hours of the night. When my parents actually did stay home for the day instead of working, I'd go to school, quote unquote, which was really (laughs) just me finding a shady parking lot to sleep in my car all day. Yes, it was massively uncomfortable since my area gets really hot in the summer and really cold in the winter. One time I even had to walk three miles in the snow, cold, and wind because I had to have my mother drop me off at the school. Okay, Grandpa. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I had to walk to my fake school in the cold, the snow, and the wind. I couldn't stretch my legs at all, so it was super uncomfortable. I had to hide in the backseat of my car. I forgot to read that part, but at least it was warm. Anyway, I've essentially betrayed the trust of my parents, who were exceptionally great people, (laughs) 
if they found <laughs> out I did this, I don't know what they do. They think I have an associate's degree in computer science and I don't have the slightest <laughs> inkling of the subject. I'm probably going to die with the secret of my fake degree because I'd rather lie forever than hurt my parents with the truth. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought that one was crazy. You know that I know somebody who did this. Jesus. I, when I read these things, my brain does not, for whatever reason, understand that they're real. And so like, I laugh at them because I'm like, that's just crazy. That would never happen. I'll have to tell I you can't... later who it is. Oh my but God. I can't, I can't see it on the podcast. I don't even want to imagine that. I, I don't think that they ever lied about having a degree, but they lied about going to class. They um, the photoshopped fuck? their report cards and shit from college. They photoshopped their grades wow. and they did it for months. Wow. Until they got kicked out. Wow. And then on oh, top that of that effort could have been used <laughs> in <was> school <laughs> you drop out like me <laughs> also it was like at the same time they were they were lying about the college uh, photoshopping grades but they were also lying about going to work because they had a had a job along with going to community college so they were not only lying about going to college and going to class and their grades they were also lying about going to work which they had gotten fired from Weeks and weeks what and weeks prior. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell you who it is later because you're going to be like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Anyway, your turn. <laughs> okay. I have a funny one. I have a funny one. Again, it's from the subreddit. What's the creepiest confession from, or the most disturbing thing that you've heard from an otherwise normal person? And this is by user. Uh, actually, I'm not going to say the user because I don't know if I should. When I was three, my uncle caught me taking poop out of the toilet with my hands <laughs> and eating it. This was uh, the really the only disturb. This is really only disturbing because of who was involved. The person who told me this gym was my dental hygienist while she had her hands in my mouth. (laughs) God, could you imagine? Oh my God. You're at the dentist and they've got their hands in your mouth and they're like, yeah, my uncle caught me taking poop out of the toilet and eating it one time. What the fuck? (laughs) Wow. So their dental hygienist told them, I guess, for just confiding in them while they're performing oral hygiene. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep back. So like, strange. I wonder whose poop it was. Was it their poop or was it the uncle's poop? I think it was their poop. <laughs> okay. All right. Back in my early 20s. Oh, same uh, subreddit ask Reddit and it's what's the creepiest or scariest thing that you've heard from an otherwise normal person. And this user has been deleted. So mm-hmm. back in my early twenties, I'm 41. Now I had a small group of friends. We'd get together after work and on weekends to smoke weed or drink. Sometimes someone would bring someone new. One guy, one new guy I'll call Scott started to hang out frequently on the weekends. You see normal, uh, but mostly quiet. 
One night, Scott gets stoned and tells the group how a neighbor abducted him and his younger brother at knife point from the woods behind their house and forced him to perform sex acts with his younger brother while the neighbor watched. Whoa. Yeah. If they balked or refused, the guy would cut them or poke them with the knife. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Scott's telling this story and he's like no longer aware that we're even in the room. He's looking through us. He tells us that the guy lets them go after like eight hours. Um, uh, when Scott gets home, his little brother runs and hides. So he goes and tells his mom what happened, but she doesn't believe him and claims that he is making it up to excuse the two boys being late. Um, the next day, Scott's little brother still wouldn't come out of his room. So Scott tells his dad, then takes his dad and shows him his little brother's bleeding rectum. Scott tells us everything goes to hell from there. The cops are called. The story has to be told over and over again. Scott's parent, Scott's parents' marriage explodes due to his mom, not believing their story or even informing the father about it. Scott's mom tells everybody remotely close to the family the details, which embarrasses and humiliates both of the boys. Wow. Scott's tri- Scott tries, uh, Scott says that he tried to block it all out, but his little brother is tormented by it despite tons of therapy. Parents divorce and Scott's dad has custody. Scott continues to uh, telling us how his brother blames him for everything for years. Uh, The little brother was sodomized by Scott multiple times during the whole ordeal. Mm. So a couple years goes by and Scott's little brother is guilting him the whole time. The little brother decides that the only way that he can forgive Scott and get past it is if he gets to do to Scott what Scott was forced to do to him. Oh, he guilt Scott into into it through a lot of blame and then threat and threats of suicide. Afterwards, the younger brother tells the parents and immediate family what he did to Scott. Then the brother decides that he can't live with what he did to Scott. Brother writes in his suicide note that he can't understand how Scott could live with himself after what Scott did to him because he can't live with what he did to Scott. The younger brother hanged himself. Scott tells this whole story to us. Then he curls up in a fetal position and starts bawling his eyes out. Everybody is just stunned. We did bong rips till Scott cried himself out. And then the dude who first brought Scott in takes him home and we never saw Scott again. Bro, trauma dumping. Holy shit. Yeah. Bro, that I've never heard anything like that. That would have sent me. Like, if I was smoking, that would have sent me into. I would have had to leave. I'd been like, yeah, I would have been like, excuse me. No, (laughs) this is extreme. I'd just be like silently sneaking out, just like, see ya. We just met you, Scott. (laughs) You're never coming to smoke with us again. I mean, I don't mean to like shit on that, but like, damn, that's fucking fucked up. I've never heard anything like that. That makes my heart race. (laughs) Let me see what I got here. I'll read. I'll read three. All right. Let's see. First one. When I was about five years old, my sister, two years old, and I were in 
the backyard kiddie pool. When my mom went inside, I attempted to drown my sister. After I saw her lifeless, I realized that it was a big mistake, pulled her out of the pool and called for my mom. Luckily, my mom knew CPR and she was life flighted to the hospital. My mom thanked me for saving her, pulling her out of the pool. Next week was my birthday. The police, firefighters, paramedics, and everyone came to my house to give me gifts and celebrate my birthday. To this day, 20 years later, I still think about it. I remember the day so vividly, not a soul knows the real truth. And there was like a comment underneath of it that was saying like, you don't need to feel guilty as a kid like you do things and you don't realize like how detrimental it is like because you don't realize life and death but i I, yikes that's way too much that's ridiculous yeah that's that's i don't think i'd be able to live with myself on that one either also this is why i don't ever live leave my kids alone in water ever no no way Mm -mm. Nope. nope uh this next one this all right so i read this underneath of a subreddit called what secret would ruin your life if it got out and i think this one ends up being not one it would like if they said it wouldn't ruin their life but it's still pretty juicy this wouldn't ruin my life but back in middle school me and a friend in our building were standing outside our street was being repaved yes oh thank you joey brought me the pen she's oh thanks joseph thanks joseph uh, my friend and I were in a, oh, oh, I love this story. Okay. Friend in our building, we're standing outside our street. It was being repaved and we noticed the workers all left for lunch. So my friend said, Hey, let's go sit on the steamroller. <laughs> this is <laughs> some shit I would do. That we did. Um, so we go and realize the keys are still on. They were still in there. Oh, that was a typo. My friend was like, hey, let's drive it. <laughs> well, <laughs> having never driven a steamroller, we didn't know that it's the back that turns. So he started oh. it up and was starting to go down the street and he's driving and I'm just riding along. <laughs> Do next thing I know. <laughs> fucking typos in this. So the next <laughs> thing I know, we are losing control and we crash into some old guy's living room. This <laughs> old man was sitting there watching tv they busted through the fucking wall all we could do is just run and we booked it and we left i told my or told my parents i was over at a friend's house and we didn't come back to our neighborhood until later on come to find out the cops have been going from house to fucking house looking for us (laughs) my parents were like what stupid kid could have done this (laughs) you're a stupid kid The old man whose house we crashed into only got a basic description of my friend, but not me. <laughs> there we were. There were wanted posters with a oh $20,000 reward for my friend. But the picture looked nothing like him. And after about three months, the posters went away and we were never caught. That's great. I love it. <laughs> you want to hear one more? Yeah, do it. Oh, my God. Some of these are so fucking funny. <laughs> that was really funny. Like that would be really fucking traumatizing. To be sitting in there your- used to be a lot of construction behind my house. <laughs> like it's very built up now, and there's like whole subdivisions and shit. But there used to be like giant bulldozers and excavators, and they always left the keys in them. And one time, I was probably like 14 years old. Sorry, mom. 
Uh, <laughs> I was out with my friend and I was probably like 14 years old and we're just walking through the construction sites and stuff. And we go to the, one of these excavators and the keys are still in it, but there's also like a, like a fifth of vodka in what? the, <laughs> in the excavator. And we thought about like driving the excavator, but I really had no clue. Cause it's got like the, the lever thingies and yeah. I didn't know how to do that. And I was like, I'm just going to steal the vodka. <laughs> Sorry, mom. That shit is so funny. Yeah. People <laughs> used to leave shit because my dad works in construction. So a lot yeah. of his like workers would leave uh, like excavators and fucking like forklifts at our house and they would sit there with the keys in them for like all week. I never did anything though. Damn. I wish I did. These stories are fucking funny. <laughs> you could have been I, like blippy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. When my mother, all right, this one's a little bit more serious. Okay, let me sorry. stop smiling. Oh, <laughs> those were funny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. When my mother was killed by her ex husband, I was one of the people tasked with packing up her house. He stalked her and would break into the house often. My mother knew, but no one else did. As a result, we were taking things down, like pictures and such, and we would find things hidden behind them. Items such as checkbooks to hidden bank accounts from him, or even worse, notebooks full of dates and accounts of events where he would engage her. She had a restraining order on him. Oh, Usually okay. these engagements, according to the notebooks that we were we would find, were awful. Tires being slashed, her being followed, and him coming up to her on day-to-day events, berating her. The thing is, though, she kept it all a secret from the family. What makes this so hard is if she would have just told everyone these things, she might still be here today. Oh, man. Yeah. Rough. That's sad because I can understand you want to protect your kids. You don't want your kids to know that there's a scary stuff going on. Oh, my God. I know. I remember whenever there would be something wrong with one of my parents, I'd be like, why don't they tell me? Like, what's going on? They would never they never confided in us as children, which, you know, I appreciate now as an adult. But at the same time, there's like situations like that where that never happened. But if that were to happen, what would you even do? I don't know. Who do you tell? It's like, do you protect your kids or do you have a witness? You right. know, right. Like, what are you going to fucking do? It's, it's uh, hard. People, like the stalkers would just fucking die. Just fucking die. That's off. really sad. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> Brenna said, you probably made the best decision just stealing the vodka. Probably. <laughs> really right, Brenna. <laughs> Let's see. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. This also isn't like a confession, but I thought you would think that this was interesting. Okay. This is from Ask Reddit, but the question is, what's the scariest or creepiest thing that you've seen slash heard? And it's from a deleted account. I was on vacation in Ithaca with my boyfriend at the time. We had literally, I'm talking 10 minutes. I'd just gotten into town and stopped at a suspension bridge near Cornell's campus. I'm terrified of heights. And so my boyfriend was coaxing me step-by-step step over the bridge. It was gorgeous. And we stopped at the middle to take a picture on the side that we had come from. There was a parking lot with steps leading to the bottom of the gorge, but, um, 
but on the far side, there were hiking paths with no barrier. A woman walked past us and offered to take a picture for us. We declined and she smiled and walked quickly to the far side of the bridge where she smoothly jumped off into the gorge. There was not a second of hesitation. It was almost like she expected the path to keep going. The sound of a person hitting the ground from a jump like that sticks with you. Oh my God. What that creeped fuck? me out. So like, she was just like, you want a picture? And you're like, no. And then she just goes and fucking kills herself. She's like, fuck? she probably had already planned for it. And then she sees these people on the bridge. So she's just like, you want me to what take the fuck? Dude, I, what the fuck? That probably just traumatized them for life. What the fuck? Probably. What the fuck? Scary. Wow. That's scary. So this one, you don't hear the confession until the end. Okay. Same Reddit and same subreddit and same question. Okay. Another deleted account. My parents bought their first house back in 1972. It was a fixer upper, but they decided to move in right away and fix things as the time and money permitted. Within a few days of moving in, the new neighbors came over to introduce themselves. They also let my parents know that they had previous owners that had moved out after a nasty divorce. They had lost their second baby from SIDS and their relationship went downhill from there. So the people that were previously living in the house that this person's parents bought, they, there was a family that lived there, their child died of SIDS, and then they had a divorce. Mm. My parents were horrified more so because they were newly pregnant and couldn't imagine going through such a thing. They eventually uh, pretty much forgot all about it and life went on. They were in love with their new life and their new house in preparation for the baby. They decided to wallpaper the nursery. Now, my dad told my mom that there was no need in wallpapering the inside of the closet, but she insisted. She was kneeling down, scraping off paint inside of the closet where her eyes fell upon something that made her blood turn ice cold. Written in crayon at about eye level for a kindergartner and childish scrawl was, I killed the baby. Whoa. Woo. Well, now that makes me wonder if she really did kill the baby or if she had that motherhood blame that most mothers have when their babies die of sin. Well, it sounds like there was a second child that was living in the house. And the second child is the one who oh, killed the baby oh. and was supposed to be oh. sick. Oh, oh. I, well, yeah, this story was a little confusing for I me. Get I get it. But no. there was also a, a reply to this story and it says, oh, my God. This reminds me of this chilling confession that I heard on This American Life, I think. I don't know if that's a TV show or what. It has always stuck with me. It is so sad. It was this man calling in a confession line to admit that in the 60s, he accidentally killed his baby sister and his parents never knew the truth and thought that it was SIDS. He said that he was co- that he covered her mouth with a bag, just playing a game and laughing because he liked it when she turned blue. He didn't know that he was hurting her. Finally, he did it too long. He just, he was just wrecked about it and said that he could never admit to his parents, but he wished that they knew. Oh my God. That's like the, the little girl that you talked about, like, um, drowning her sister. What is it? I don't fucking know, but weird. they have this guilt about it, but it's like at the same time, what the hell are you supposed to do as the parent? If you knew that. That's fucking crazy. I don't know what I would do. 
I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to ignore that. (laughs) (laughs) Any of this is happening. That's fucking crazy. What are you supposed to do as a parent? I don't know. This is why I like these scary stories because I just love getting scared, but then they freak me out and then I get all worried. (laughs) What if this really happens? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about the lesson founder? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's talk about today's sponsor. Thanks, today's sponsor. All right. We're going to take a second before we move into more stories to talk about today's sponsor, the Lesson Foundry. Lesson Foundry is a 100% remote music lesson site. The Lesson Foundry has passionate and incredibly skilled teachers that provide classes for singing, flute, guitar, saxophone, and viola, just to name a few. With all lessons being totally remote, this resource gives you the opportunity to maximize the time that you have with your teachers during each session. Yes, the Lesson Foundry site is also very extremely easy to use and very professionally laid out in a way that everyone can understand. You see details about each and every teacher, including how many years of experience they have, degrees they have in the field, and achievements they have, which I really like. Each and every teacher available for lessons on the site is extremely passionate about helping you reach your goals, whatever they may be. All lessons can be catered for you to learn exactly what you want and how you want to. Yee. Most half hour sessions cost between $35 and $40 per week and signups are for one month. However, you can cancel at any time. If you would like to purchase lessons for yourself or for someone that you love, if you sign up from any time between now and January 13th, 2022, you will get an automatic credit for one free lesson. This is the perfect gift for yourself or for the music lover in your life. And luckily the lesson foundry is extending this holiday cheer all the way into the new year. If you would like to speak to a representative about the lesson foundry and to schedule lessons, you can call 410-404-8226 to speak to a representative, or obviously you can go to their website, which will be linked in the description. Oh yeah. Thank you to the lesson foundry. Yes. Thanks again. Yay. All right. Do you want me to read some? Yeah, you do one. Okay. I have three short or four short ones left. I'll just read these. All right. First one. First time telling anyone this, this thread is so deep and it really was, there was like thousands of replies and it was like, what's the biggest confession that you can't tell anybody? Yeah. Person was like, this thread is so deep that probably no one will see, which is ironic because it ended up being on a video. But if one person does see it, I'll feel better. I'm basically living a lie. I told my entire family I was able to transfer out of community college and get into a university, but I never was with these slutty stories. (laughs) I never finished up the requirements to do so. So since I live at home every day, instead of going to school, I go to the local library and just BS. My life is so extensive. (laughs) I even go to the campus and meet my girlfriend for lunch. Sometimes I've made fake transcripts to show my family and to make it look like I'm actually studying. I go to MIT open courseware to look up facts that I learned in class, quote unquote, that day. I have become a remarkable liar. I hope to be transferring in the fall. And then I look forward to living a normal life. Oh my God. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay. 
All right. That one. There's one. Apparently more than just, <laughs> you know, like one or two people no. lie about going to college to their family no, who's probably paying for it. There was another one that I stumbled upon, but I didn't save that someone said they were like they faked their entire college degree. They made like a resume, applied to a job and got the job. And now they have a job that they're supposed to have like a fucking um, master's degree for. You know who did that? You know who faked a college degree and got a job on Wall Street? Who? Jeffrey Epstein. Really? Yep. Piece of shit. Yep. He got a job on Wall Street and didn't have the have the qualifications and they didn't find out until like months and months later, but he was doing really well. So the company was just like, well, you know, we're just going to overlook it. And the guy who owned the company, there's a documentary on Netflix about Epstein. And he was like, honestly, if I would have fired him right then and there for lying, even though he was doing well, everything that, you know, happened with Epstein may have not have happened. Wow. Like, so I have to live with that. That's awful. Isn't that crazy? God, I hate life. I hate life. I hate that you are always <laughs> in like the the way of doing something like really bad without even meaning to. That makes my stomach churn. I it's that. fucking weird. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Here's another one. Here's another yeah. fun one. Two and a half years ago, I was in a dire financial, um, I was in dire financial straits. Not sure what that means. I guess it just means they were in a rough spot. Hard time or something. So I sold my home to keep my struggling business afloat. I neglected to tell the owners that they have an 800 square foot bunker on the property that I built about seven years ago. <laughs> so the bunker that I've called home since I sold it, um, the entrance to it is well <laughs> hidden, but I still come and go very early and very late in the day. I'm a single man who keeps to himself. I'm now in a situation where I could move somewhere else, but I love this little hidden paradise so much. So he's staying in a fucking bunker. Honestly, honestly smart as hell. Crazy. <laughs> I like. I like it. <laughs> That's smart. Next one. After graduating from high school, I went to a small out-of-state college where no one from high school knew me. I was told many times how impressive my false Australian accent was. I decided. <laughs> <This is> Danny. <laughs> great fun to go through college pretending to be from Australia. All of my friends and even my girlfriend of two years think that I am Australian. I have a completely fake Australian identity, family, and past. I will soon be graduating and I plan on asking the girl to marry me. Everything she knows about me is Australian. I don't know how to tell her she doesn't really know me. Yes, I'm forever a bloke. (laughs) That's like hilarious but also like if she found out i i would leave i'd be like Bro, i would can't fucking i'd be like everything that i know about you is not true fucking catfish all right that's this is fu- that's funny though because danny does that when telemarketers call him he'll answer in a australian <laughs> accent and he'll be like oh that's so weird i don't know why you have my number like sometimes i use a vpn on my phone to like watch netflix but i'm in australia that's <laughs> That's and they believe him. Oh, that's smart. I'm like Joey start doing that. Joey's like always just cussing them out. But I mean, I think Danny's got the idea here, outsmarting them. <laughs> all right. Last one I have is I faked the last two. <laughs> I didn't realize I had all these stories about people faking college. But anyway, 
I faked the last two years of college education. My parents put so much pressure on me. I couldn't handle it. I was suffering from severe depression and anxiety. So I faked it all. I lied to everyone, made up fake transcripts. I just got my foot in the door in my desired field. Thanks to a friend. I did save it. Okay. I was talking about this one earlier. Oh yeah. yeah, Thanks to a friend as they hired me as a subordinate. The place only hires college grads, but no one double checked my credentials since I was recommended. My hopes is Uh that if I ever need to find another job, I'll have been at this place long enough to get it by experience alone. I work for a very prestigious company. I'm not bad at my job. I'm actually quite good, but my fear is eventually I'll hit a wall and the lie will come to light. No one has known this for the better part of a decade. It is a relief to finally say it out loud, quote unquote. I can't even tell those that I love. That literally sounds like Jeffrey Epstein. That's (laughs) scary. Fucking uh, wrote that himself. (laughs) Honestly, maybe. (laughs) Bro, that's fucking weird. I know. How do you like fake transcripts to the point that a job doesn't recognize it? There's got to be some kind of like, I don't know, like, 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 I'm sure you can. Sorry, keep yawning. I guess I'm just, you're not boring me. I'm just tired. I'm so, I'm so offended. (laughs) Yeah, I guess Um, maybe like transcript, uh, what do they call them? Like some sort of system or something that you can, like, it's got to be. If you can fake a fucking driver's license. You could totally right transcripts yeah hell that's yeah. crazy especially if you've already been to college you already have the access to like the website oh maybe, true maybe yeah mm. i could have done that interesting i i should have jumped on the bandwagon <laughs> you should have made a fake transcript katie I told everybody i finished college when i really <laughs> <laughs> yeah well all right i guess i'm gonna do one out of nowhere my mom tells me that my dad drunkenly confessed that he and his cousin who my mom later dated and had a child with picked up a hitchhiker out near the beach in the early 90s they were intoxicated and one thing led to another and they ended up killing the guy and burying him in a remote location in some sand dunes. She what? assumed that he was trying to scare her into staying with him since they were going through a breakup and she just shrugged it off as machismo bullshit. So the story goes years later, a story comes up on the news and they're asking for information about remains found buried in a sand dune. And she's not really paying attention until they start describing this large belt buckle that may help identify the man. And she flips the fuck out because my dad had bragged about taking the guy's belt off, which had this huge Texas style belt buckle and beating him with it, making fun of the belt buckle and stuff. Oh my God. Next day. The cousin calls and tells her he or their or his buddies would not hesitate to kill us if she breathes a word. Anyway, she always felt really guilty about not turning them in. But after losing my sister, she died very young. The sister, she couldn't fathom losing me as well. The rest is history. They are all free dudes. Holy shit. That's insane. That's fucking crazy. Wow. Wow. Some of these people, I'm like reading them 
I'm like, I really wish I had your information because I feel guilty reading this and not reporting it. I know. <laughs> well, and like some of the ones that I read, it's just like, I, I don't know how you could possibly live with this I don't, information. And that's what I'm like, are these even, some of these, I'm like, are they even real? Because some of the shit they say, I'm like, there's no fucking way you are still out here. Living. How do you sleep? How can you sleep? sleep? Like, what the fuck? I wouldn't how can you function with myself. I yeah, would literally want to kill myself. Oh my god! I'd rather just be put in jail and do time. Oh for yeah, the crime. easily. I'd rather just be like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'd be like Piper from um, Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, yeah. Yourself in, yeah. That'd be me. That'd be me. <laughs> All right. So let's see. A few years ago, I was living with two other girls. I didn't know very well. I had been in my room having a nap and one of my roommates came home and was on the phone in the hallway. She didn't realize that I was home. I could hear her crying into the phone to her mom and she told her mom, the headaches are back. The doctors don't know what else to do, but they're back. And so are the shining people. I thought I'd misheard her, but she continued to talk about headaches, buzzing, and shining people for about 10 minutes before agreeing to retry some medication. I remained hidden, and she never spoke about it, although she did complain about severe headaches. Hmm. So somebody replied to it and said Arnold Chiari malformation. I don't know what that is. Maybe I should Google it. Should I Google it? There he is. Okay. That's crazy. Google it on my on my phone. Hmm. I, yeah, know I know that sometimes but... you can have like really bad um migraines to the point where it can cause like hallucinations and stuff. I was just about to say that. I was thinking the same thing. Maybe that's what they're trying to refer to because yeah, I don't know. That's that would be my guess. A condition in which brain tissue extends into the spinal canal present at birth. It occurs when part of the skull is abnormally small or misshapen. Oh, Mm. damn. Can last for years or be lifelong. Mm. I've never heard of that. I assume that it was some sort of like migraine thing. That's crazy. Okay. I was with some friends at a bonfire and there was a bunch of seemingly cool slash normal people there. We were all just hanging out, drinking, having a good time. The story started flowing kind of out of nowhere. This pale slash golem-esque dude chimes in with one time some friends and I lit a playground on fire. What the we all kind of <laughs> We all kind of sat in silence, then awkwardly laughed and shrugged it off. Stories kept flowing. Then a few minutes later, he said, yeah, back where I grew up, it was a small town. We didn't have a lot to do. So my group of friends and I would go around the neighborhood and find stray cats and stomp them to death. What the fuck? And he kind of chuckled as he was saying it, like he expected us to laugh with him. Everyone kind of said a collective, that's really fucked up, man. And again, there was an awkward silence. But it gets worse. And as I'm typing this, I can still see the flicker of the flames on his creepy face. He quite literally ended the night with this next story. One time we stole a car from a parking lot. 
it was me and one other friend. And we just noticed that the lady had left her car running while she ran into the store. So we just hopped in and drove it off. Then right as we got out of the parking lot and on the main road, we noticed that there was a baby in the safety seat in the back. My buddy panicked. And as we got into the main highway, he threw the baby out the window. We never found out if it was okay or not. Everyone left without really responding to that. Later, we discovered that he ended up doing some time for shooting an 80 year old lady in the face with a pellet gun from his balcony just for fun. Holy shit. Bro. Psychopath. Fucking crazy. Oh, I would have called the cops right then. (laughs) Psychopath. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. Jeez, that's the crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Do you want me to do another one or you want to do some? No, I'm good. Do like one or two more and we'll wrap it up. Yay. All right. This has been a fun one. I really like doing this. You always find good stuff. Yeah, you do too. This is I feel like this was an interesting one. I feel like this episode and what last episode where we're just kind of like showing each other stuff that we find on the internet. <laughs> this is literally what Katie and I do during this the week we when we're <laughs> when we're not on the on the podcast. We're literally just sending each other send TikToks and, and articles and stuff like that. In the group chat and everything. Yep. Yep. Okay. This is the Russian doll, uh, like Russian nesting doll of confessions. My grandmother confided in me that her husband, my grandpa, who died the year that I was born, told her about his most worrisome night in the armed forces. He and she were stationed with the U S air force near Las Vegas. When one night, one of his crew members, a direct report knocked loudly and anxiously at their door. It was the middle of the night and the man was frantically begging my grandpa to come help him because he quote, really messed up this time. He dressed, kissed my grandma goodbye and went outside with his airman to talk. He was a wreck pacing back and forth, crying. My grandpa tried to comfort him. Son, I can't tell, I can't help you if I don't know what's wrong. She recalls him saying the grandma could hear this from outside of the room and the airman suggested a drive. They drive out to the desert with the grandma getting more and more concerned as the story unwraps. Turns out that the airman's fiance had left him and she wasn't cut out for the life that he was so upset about her losing, about losing her that he, they'd gotten to a fight and he left her in the desert. He needed, uh, he needed help making it right. And it would kill him if his folks knew that he'd laid hands on a woman. Mm. My grandpa hears his confession, tries to comfort him and tells him to drive him to her and that they'd fix it. He should face his punishment, but it would all be okay. The airman is relieved and he begins thanking his boss and crying in appreciation as they drive deeper into the desert and they pull off the road. It's dark out and he can't see much, but grandpa says, okay, where is she? His airman leads him over to a big low cactus away from the road. And he says, here she is. Lying in the sand is his fiance choked to death. His worst nightmares revealed all his hopes are dashed about getting a hurt woman to the hospital. He tries to show no worry or concern or emotion just to be reassuring. He's over an hour outside of a town in the desert with a murderer. 
The airman wants to bury her and can't stop talking. How deep should they move her? How long will it take for the animals to find her? If only she didn't try to leave, he wouldn't need shovels. My grandpa stood in the middle of the desert with a raving murderer and buried a body in the sand while he reassured her killer that they'd somehow make it okay with the authorities. Then they drive back into town, stop off at a diner where my grandpa has to call for military police to come and arrest the airmen. Grandpa doesn't return for a day or two, assisting the cops in finding her body while worrying about my grandma sick. She said that the night changed him and that he carried that shovel for life. Holy shit, dude. But I mean, like he had to help him bury her. He was probably like scared to death that he was going to get fucking strangled. Exactly. You have no choice. You're out in the middle of nowhere with a murderer. I hate that. What do, what do you do aside from do what they tell you? Oh yeah. Help bury the body and then get back to civilization. (laughs) I'm on it. You want me to, you want me to dig first? Like, I'll do it. <laughs> Jesus, Let's take Christ. turns, buddy. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey. Everything's going to be all right. Jesus. Scary. Skitty. Skitty. Was that your last one, or do you have another one? Uh, all right. Well, I'll do one more, I guess. Yeah. Um, one I just got to pick which one. Okay, here we go. Satanic ritual abuse. <laughs> this woman was, this woman was apparently used in rituals and as a sex toy by some local group of witches that her stepmother belonged to. It went from age six to age 18 and included all the weird chanty candle pentagram stuff, uh, but also being buried alive, being put in a hole and having spiders dumped on her pretty sick sex tortures. And intentionally splitting her personality so that she would not remember any of it. She was actually programmed to kill herself at age 40. And the unsuccessful attempt was what started unraveling everything. The family started to piece together what was going on. And at first they did not believe it, but eventually as more information came to light, they believed what happened. She had over 50 different personalities. Some were children, some were teenagers, and at least one was a man. Not sure how all that works, but eventually she got all of her personalities quote integrated and is now living a normal life. She's an RN and enjoys archery, has a cat and likes watching old Westerns. So I guess she's normal now. She does have some pretty major health concerns, something that they did um, to her compress several discs in her back. But aside from that, she's okay. Holy shit. So I guess she ended up with like DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, mm-hmm. which what happens in those situations is you have childhood trauma normally. Mm-hmm. And so your brain creates this separate personality. So yourself shuts off and this other personality takes the forefront to protect you from your abuse wow that's where it used to be called multiple personality disorder but these multiple personalities are created to protect you from your own trauma oh my god isn't that terrible Mm. scary well this was a fun episode to do yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it yeah if you guys want to this every me. week <laughs> <laughs> well that was traumatic now follow me on instagram <laughs> seriously though this was a very this was a very good episode i had fun doing this yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, guys, um, you have the links in the description to the Lesson Foundry, which thank you again for for uh, sponsoring today's episode. And we got the shop link below if you want to support the pod. Just the pod. You want to get us a soundboard so we can have a theme song. So we can have a sound effect that goes boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Or like every time Samantha says something really fucking traumatic, we'll go boom. It'll be the vine boom, the boom. So yeah, but anyway, uh, you can go follow, follow us on Facebook too. Oh yeah, our Facebook page where we post all of our updates and all the things podcast is on our Facebook page. We're at two, the number two ghouls podcast. We also have the ghoul friends group, which where everyone can join and we share spooky memes. We share um, interactive posts where you can join and like weigh in what your opinion is. Show us your scary stuff. Yeah, you can share your scary stuff. We love it. We always love when you post in there. What else do we have? We have Instagrams. You want to follow us on Instagram? Yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram. What's yours? Uh, At Samantha, R-A-I-N-E-7. And I'm Hey, um, K-A-T-I-R-Y-A-N, Ryan, which we'll link that down below as well. I think it's already linked below, but yeah. Yeah. Thanks right. for joining us, guys. It was all, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have yeah. you here with us. We love you. We appreciate it. And if you have any other scary Reddit stories, go join our Facebook group and just go post them in there so we can yes. binge them. Yes, please do. We love it. I love <laughs> watching scary stuff in my free time as well. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Bye. See you guys. Adios. Bye.